570. In L.A. sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Pete. It's available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. All right, we continue on. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. Uh, Vinny Bonsignor on bottom of the hour. NFL news coming up. Also, uh, we are looking for a listener haiku. Oh, yeah, we need it now. Come on. So if you'd like to contribute, please, 866-987-2570. Vic is recovering. And people are saying, well, how is Vic? I can tell you, Vic is doing much better. He is recovering. And I know this because he keeps texting me. He texted me last night. And here's what he texted me at 5.53. So that's seven minutes before I went out at 6 o'clock. Sumo is back. <laughs> then he texted, Wakatakakage lost. Wakatakage. Yeah. Then he tested, Wakatakakage won. So I don't know if he... Won or lost, because Vic said he did both. Even when you win, you lose. And even when you lose, you win. Well, that's... Yeah. So Vic is okay. He's doing better. As soon as he can come on, we'll put him on, and he can tell you the whole story. But we are looking for a listener haiku at 866-987-2570. We'll give you a couple of minutes, and uh, hopefully we'll get one. Now, let's update something we talked about earlier the UCLA-USC ticket allotment. And uh, we have learned that USC was given 6,500 tickets, and that is because that is what USC requested, Rodney, 6,500 tickets. They said, give us 6,500. And that's what UCLA gave them. So I don't think now... uh, I'm calling BS on that, Fred. You're calling BS? Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I think you're speaking as a a Trojan. Yes. Right. Because I think the facts will bear out (laughs) that they asked for 6,500 and they got 6,500. You think so? You think the facts are going to bear out that, Fred? I do. I I think so. We've done some some digging. We've done some digging. I think that USC only asked for 6,500 tickets. Yes. The Rose Bowl Crosstown rivalry game against UCLA, the USC, and a game that could catapult USC into the Pac-12 championship game in Las Vegas, that USC yes. only asked yes. for 6,500 tickets. Yes. I believe that to be true. And you're dumber than you look. No, that, no, 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 Rodney. <laughs> I believe that to be true. I'm telling you, I think USC got... Fred, why would we only ask for 6,500 tickets? Didn't Does that make sense to you? Didn't want to be greedy. Uh, didn't want to be greedy. That's why you asked for only 6,500. Didn't want to be greedy? Yeah. I, I think it was uh, more of a magnanimous gesture. And you want gesture. as many many of your folks in the crowd as possible? Yes. Wouldn't but, that make sense, Fred? Yeah, but don't you think they want as many of their folks in the crowd and they're, they're the home team? Yeah, but there's a number that they're required, I believe. There's an, And I don't know the facts of this, but I know there's got to be a number that is required for the home team to offer the opposing team, the opposing school, to come to the stadium. 
There's got to be a number there that is required. I wish I had time to call my people. Okay. Um, but, but, but there's got to be a number that is required. And then you're telling me that, okay, so um, every uh, opposing, every visiting team, every visiting school has the ability to get 20,000 tickets. Let's just say that's the number. Okay. Well, and you're telling me USC only asked for 6,500. Okay. Because I get emails, Fred. Yeah. I'm on the board. Yeah. I get emails. Okay. I get emails talking about upcoming game and how to get tickets and how to see it, how to watch, what's going to happen, tailgate here, party there, pep rally here, pep rally there. Yeah. I get all of them. Right. How do I see the game? Right. So with that being said, and I get it from multiple sources, multiple alumni groups. That being said, I find it hard to believe that they don't go and ask for as many as they can get. Well, all I can say is this. What can you say, Fred? Uh, Speak Ke to me. Kevin spoke to someone off the air who would know. We did a little checking. Kevin did a little checking because we want to be accurate. And he spoke with someone who should know. And that person indicated... Does that make sense to you, though, Fred? Well, it makes sense if that's what USC asked for. No, 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 no. Does it make sense for you? Yeah. In a stadium that seats 70,000 people, at least that it seats 106, but they don't they can't draw anymore, so they got to they got to put the covers on the seats god. in the stadium of the Rose Bowl. Yeah, my god. To try to make up for it and look like it's oh, we got UCLA uh tarps over the end zone so it's oh it's uh you know you can't sit there anyway so we're gonna put the tarps over there yeah so now it goes from a hundred thousand to seventy thousand capacity yeah that a school like usc in the rivalry week mm -hmm. big game big game is only going to request 6500 tickets does well, that make sense to you, Fred? Well, I may, maybe it doesn't. Not if you that's what USC would know. If they I'm uh, put it this way, Fred, since you don't want to answer the question. Well, I'm only going by what You're around we, the question, Fred. No, I'm only if going by what allotment, we were told. Uh no, Freddie, I'm asking you. Stop skirting around it. Stop BSing. I'm asking you. Yeah. If there's an allotment of 20,000 tickets. Okay. That USC can get. All right. Or any opposing school can get. Uh, which I don't know, but okay. That USC. Stop it, Fred. Stop it. I don't know this. That USC. I'm, I'm listening to time. you. I'm going to tell you one more time. <laughs> I'm just listening to you. You better stop it. But you're saying. You better stop it. All right, let me ask you this. If there's 20,000 in the allotment that an opposing school can get. Is that the number? You're That's telling all me I want to USC know. doesn't doesn't go for as many as they can get. They don't take the full allotment. They say, no, we only want 6,500. That's what you're saying. Does that make sense to you, Fred? Uh, No, it doesn't, but... That's all I'm asking, Freddie. I, I understand. But there are two questions here. First... Man, Fred, that's five minutes I can't get back. Fred. No, I understand, Rodney. Off my life. No, I, I know. But what I'm saying is, is each school, visiting school in the Pac-12, allotted 20,000 seats? I don't know the answer to that. 
I, I don't know if you're saying it's true and they are. Okay, this sounds a little bit fishy. But we did speak with someone with direct knowledge who should know. That's all I'm saying. That said that's all that USC asked for. Yes. The 6,500. That's correct. I get that, Fred, but you're not answering my question. Because we don't know if that was the total amount that USC was allowed to ask for. Okay. Do you know the total amount? Do you amount? think? Do you think, Freddie? Okay. Do you think? Yes. Sixty-five hundred tickets is enough to offer an opposing school. Um, I honestly, Rodney, I I don't know, and that's my problem. I don't know what the general allotment is. All right, when you were at USC, did you have uh, information about? How many tickets were allotted to visiting teams? When someone comes to USC. There are there is an allotment. I know that for sure. Because when I traveled and we went on the road and say we played the Arizona schools, right? That's what I'm saying. We play every year we played either Arizona or Arizona State yeah. over in Arizona. Okay. Kind of like the Cal Stanford. It was alternated or you know. So me being from Arizona, I would have to get a large number of tickets. Right. And so I would be told we only we have an allotment of X Y Z. I don't know that number, Fred, and I don't know if it's probably changed over the years too. But there was an allotment that USC athletics and the school got for their fans that wanted to travel to the game, and we had to act accordingly. Now at home, we could get more tickets if we wanted to when we played at the Coliseum, but on the road, there was a there was a cutoff point that I think we could only get up to four, and then you. You had to borrow or ask the uh, your teammates to purchase their tickets. Right. So that was the case there. I'm just saying. What are you saying, though, Fred? W- what I'm trying to say is that we don't know if the allotment was 20,000, and the information we were given is USC got exactly the number of tickets they requested. That's all I know. I don't know anything else. But you know what? I know you'll talk to some people when we get off the air today. You damn right I am, Fred. Get to the bottom of this. Because it doesn't seem right. Okay. Well, then tomorrow you'll have an update. Check with the people. You know the people. Check with the people. I'm going to check with the people. All right. And then you'll let us know tomorrow. Yes, I will. Dodger fans, did you enjoy having Tyler Anderson on the team? Do you think he had a pretty good year? Do you think he made a difference? He was impactful? Damn. You'll still get to see him pitch whenever you want. Damn. He's going to pitch in Anaheim. Angels have reached an, ad- uh, an agreement with him, reportedly three years and $39 million. 13 bills apiece. Yeah. So, you know, year. you know something? I think that's a, I think that's a pretty good deal, to be honest with you. It's a great deal for Tyler Anderson. What was he, what did he make last year? Eight? Yep. Something like that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think the Angels got a pretty good pitcher, too. Yeah, they did. I'm sorry to see him go. You know, throughout that season, everybody thought, oh, he's just a just a one-off. Oh, he had a couple. He had a good May. You know, oh, he had a couple good games in June. But he sustained that over the entire season and was very consistent, one of the most consistent starters along with Goslin. was a great surprise for the Dodgers that both those guys were consistent. But Tyler Anderson certainly was one of those guys that as the season went on, you could count on. You could count on going out and giving you a great performance. 
and he did that. And yes, it is sad to see him go because you know consistency is what you want. He pitched well; you could count on him. Man, it's hard to let those kind of guys go. You know, it's interesting to me. Uh, the Dodgers must have believed that that was the ceiling. Yeah, because that's what it feels like, right? Yeah, because if they thought that he could pitch, trust me, they would have signed him. They would not let a pitcher walk out of here. At 13, absolutely. Absolutely at 13 bills, they would have signed him. Yeah, that wouldn't have, I don't think that would have been an issue at all. And maybe it was number of years. Maybe their analytics told them that that was, the year was a one-off. Maybe they figured, okay, we'll go with a younger guy in the rotation and put that 13 mil somewhere else. But I, I, I'm sorry to see him go, although we'll get to see him all the time because he's in Anaheim. But I thought it was a big part of what the Dodgers did. I did too. I did too. I mean, he gave you, he gave you everything you could ask for and more last year. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Okay, here's another tough one. Cooper Cup. Uh, surgery tomorrow. High ankle sprain, ankle surgery tomorrow on the IR. Sean McVay does not well, think he'll miss the rest of the year. Surgery on what? I don't get a high ankle sprain needing surgery unless the ankle is broken, fractured. That's all it says. That's all it says. Uh, And that uh, he probably, Sean McVay does not think he'll miss the rest of the year. He thinks he'll be out a month. Normally it's five to six weeks recovery. Five to six weeks. I think uh, for all intents and purposes, you know, maybe miracles occur, but he may be done for the year. And really... Maybe You're I might have done. to. I might. I might trek to Vegas and bet on that. Will Cooper Cup play again this season? And put it on no. Why? I mean, think about it. If you if you were the Rams and you're sitting here at what a three and six. Yep. Sitting there at three and six, not looking like they're going to make the playoffs at all. Risk a guy coming off a surgery on a high ankle. I'm not playing him, Fred. Well, that's the question. Physically, might he be ready to go? But then do you play him if he is ready to go? I would err on the side of what you said. I, even if he's ready, why are you going to put him out there? Why are you going to rush him? Why are you going to put him, put him back in the battle for nothing? Because I think for the Rams, it's not going to get much better. Rodney, I just think it's going to get worse. I think that's uh, yeah. the issue. You mean the team as a team yeah, is going to yeah. get worse? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. Listen, I, I I agree, I agree. It's going to get worse. They still have to play uh, Seattle, right? Did they got Seattle twice again? They haven't played them yet, have they? Or did they? Yes, they did. I, I, I want to say they. I can't remember them playing Seattle. No, I know Seattle played the Chargers. Right. Now they play yeah. uh, Seattle on December fourth, and then the last game of the regular season, January eighth. Yeah. yeah. So they haven't played them at all. Who, they got Seattle twice. Who's the rest of the ah. schedule, Kevin? You got it up in front of you? Let me see. So we know this weekend they're in New Orleans. All right, that could be a loss. After that, at Kansas City. That's a loss. So they host Seattle after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they host the Raiders. That should be a win, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's a night game, too. Um, Rams at Packers. Yeah. Oh, at Packers. Ooh. Hosting Russ and the Broncos. Uh, at home-ish. It's a Charger home game at SoFi on January Ooh. 1st. Oh, and then they end the they season. And they end the season in Seattle. They may only win three more games. Yeah. So again, that Saints, Chiefs. That's, all right, wait. Win. Saints, 
Saints, Saints are a loss. Saints on they'll win. Saints. They'll beat the Saints. Yeah. You Saints? think they'll beat the Saints? Yeah. Okay, yeah. it's a win. Fine. Saints and Chiefs on the road the next two weeks. Chiefs yeah. a loss. Yep. Then you're home for two weeks. Seahawks, Raiders. Beat the Raiders. What uh, about the Seahawks? Uh, here. Seahawks one is here. Here. I think they split with the Seahawks, so I think they beat the Seahawks. Okay. Then you're at Green Bay, a night game there, and then you <laughs> and then you host Denver. So at Green Bay, then you host Denver. On Christmas Day, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna say no on Green Bay at Green Bay in December. I'm gonna say no. Okay, Denver, yes. And uh, Denver's they're Denver. at Denver. Denver's Denver. no here. They're here. Denver's here. Yeah. Denver's here. Denver can't be USC. So <laughs> all right, I'm I'm taking <laughs> the Rams in that one. Yeah. Okay. You're facing the Chargers on a Chargers home field, which is their home field. It was might as well be right. Yeah, I'll take the Chargers in that one. Who'll have more fans? That's a great question. I mean, you think the Rams, right? That's a great question. Unless, I mean, maybe by January 1st, the Rams might not be playing for anything. Yeah, so, the Chargers maybe. And the Chargers could be playing for a playoff spot, so that could determine it there. And then they end the season on the 8th against Seattle in Seattle. Okay, so I gave them the win. So by your count, they'll win four more games. They'll go 7-10. Seven 7-10, and ten. Seven and ten, yeah. That, that's and what that's And that ain't enough. For nothing. You realize that at this very moment, the Rams draft pick, which is going to Detroit for the golf trade, is actually higher than the Lions' own draft pick? How can that be? <laughs> How many games have the Lions won? How can that possibly be? Save them out. Let me check. That can't be right. That is right. The Lions have won more than three games? The Rams are horrible, and that draft pick just went up. Both teams are three and six, so there must be some sort of tiebreaker in there. But from from what I've seen, the Lions draft pick is currently lower than the Rams draft pick at the moment. And that's a swap, Kevin? Or no, they... it's not a swap. The Lions own their mm-hmm. own pick and the yeah. Rams pick. The, the Rams yeah. trade, that's part of the Jared Goff trade. Jared Goff trade. So the Rams got the Lions pick, but that pick does that pick fluctuate depending on how the finish is? No, I don't believe so. I don't believe there's any protections. Uh, I don't know if there uh, are protections or even a thing in the NFL like that. Well, if they are, they're very rare. So the Lions have the Rams pick regardless of where it falls this year. Lions I'm just saying have... it's wild just at the moment that the Rams pick will be higher in the draft than the Lions would. So the Lions will have two first-round picks. They have two first-round picks regardless. They have, they have two first-round picks. The Lions Rams. could very well win a few more games and, yeah, yeah. end up the, end up a better record than the Rams. It's just who would have seen that coming? Like Fred, I know you said you didn't think the Rams are going to make the Super Bowl, which is fine. I mean, they, who's repeated? It's been 20 years. But potentially be worse than the Lions? No, that can't be. It can't. I mean, it can happen. That can't be. Yeah. It, we love the Lions in our house, but that, that can't <laughs> be. <laughs> There's no way that can happen. I mean, but you just talk about a year where, where all the wheels are coming off. This is that year. And it'll be fascinating to see how they get out of this and what they do. You know, how they rebuild that offensive line. Because that's what they have to worry about. And the Von Miller move, where they let him go. Yeah, that really hurt. That yeah, mean, we're seeing it. We're and they need a running back. Defense. You know, funny. Last God, year, wasn't Cam Akers, you know, yeah. waiting for him to get back healthy last year yes, and him being hurt? Was was, it's a big void, big void for that for that offense and the running game. And then even him coming back for those brief moments in that road to the Super Bowl, he showed that ooh, a full year healthy with uh, Cam Akers. He's a he's a nice back. That's gonna be he's gonna pay some dividends for the Rams. And we're we're right here with him, where he doesn't look like he's gonna. The future with him and the Rams is null and void. When there was so much hope that he was gonna be a a big time uh, back for the Rams. 
Man, that's sad. Yeah, I mean, last year, where it all comes together, you know, and, and a couple of breaks went their way. And now you look at it, you go, my God, how many holes do they have to fill in one year? It's like everything was firing on all cylinders. And now you look at it and you go, wow, how did this all come crumbling apart? And how much work do they have to do in the offseason? But first things first, and that's New Orleans. Vinny will be on here in a couple of minutes. We'll get into that. Okay, uh, no listener haiku today as Vic continues to recover. We're doing a retro. We're going we're gonna to retro it. So let's go with a uh, retro haiku from Vic. Oh, and Kevin's working on it. So we will not go with the retro haiku. Yeah, Kevin's been busy. <laughs> Kevin's been yeah, talking to a lot of Yeah, you're asking him way too many research questions there, Fred. All right. You know what? Look. Let's do this. We're going to have Vinny come on. Yeah. So we'll take, a, take break. a quick break. Take a break. Come back. Kevin should have a haiku. And then we'll talk to Vinny. Talk about a mess. We've not talked to Vinny since that Raider debacle over the weekend. Oh, goodness. Yeah, we'll get into that. Now, your chance to win $1,000. Just enter this nationwide keyword on our website. Money. That's money. Enter it now. Do it. AM570LASports.com. Bro, yo, it's Cruz, J. Cruz, Cruz Show, Real 92.3. Shout out to my guys, Fred Rogan and Rodney Pete. Those are my guys, my guys. Hey! Yeah, let's keep it moving. Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan, Tuesday. What is going on in the world today? Lakers, Rams, Chargers. What's going on in the world today? Don't expect any free tickets from UCLA. My goodness. <laughs> Don't expect any comp tickets from UCLA. No. That's what's Man. going on in the world today. They got to beat us by 60. I mean, we got all kind of talk out there, Fred. Oh, my God. Eminently. All right. Uh, now let's have the listener haiku to pay tribute to Vic. The retro haiku. Fish in the river rise this peaceful summer day and snap at little dragonflies. I'm feeling you. Sicko. You know what that is, Rodney? What is that? Cycle of life. Oh. That's it. Cycle of life. The fish going after the dragonfly. Okay. Sort of like what could happen at is the that, Coliseum is this week. Is it weekend. cycle or is it circle? Oh, circle. Circle. Oh. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Cycle would be what's going to happen at the Coliseum. Circle oh. would be the fish and the dragonflies. Okay. You're getting a little, uh, now you're getting a little, little wound up about this. <laughs> Who knew? I don't know. He's just getting a little wound up. <laughs> He's just getting a little wound up. That's all. Okay. Now, <laughs> let's bring on our NFL insider, Vinny Bonsignor. And Vinny, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? We're doing fine, Vinny. How are you? I'm doing good. I was looking at, I'm doing a mock draft for the Raiders on what they might do with the second pick overall. Already? Which is what, which is where they would be picking right now, by the way, um, if the season were to end today. And it got me thinking, oh, wow, the Rams are going to have a top 10 pick if, if things continue to play out the way it's played out. But that's right. They traded their first round pick to the, uh, 
to the Detroit Lions in the Matthew Stafford trade. So, uh, for as bad as things are for the Rams, you can't even, you know, sit there as a Rams fan and say, okay, well, if things really go bad, at least they'll have the salvation of a, of a, of a high draft pick, but that's not going to be the case. So, uh, it looks like the Lions might be set up pretty good in this draft if things continue to slide for the Rams. Yeah, the Lions will have two first round picks at this point. Yep, two very high first round picks. <laughs> That'll work. Uh, let's talk about the Rams. We were just sitting here. Cooper Cup's out now. Sean McVay says, well, he should be back in a month. Uh, normally, it's five to six weeks to recover. Rodney made the point, and I don't disagree. Whenever he's ready, why would you even put him back out there this year? Yeah, the only way I think that happens is if the uh, the Rams get things turned around and really put themselves uh, in a position to be back in the playoff hunt. But when you look at the schedule coming up, aside from that Raiders game, um, I don't see many gimmies uh, on that uh, on that on that schedule right now. That's kind of why I was looking at okay, you know, if if they really do finish um, without a without any kind of a kick. You know what would they be looking at at the draft? They completely forgot that one of those first round or their first round picks is going to the Lions. So there's no real reason if they continue to slide uh, to bring Cooper Cup back. He's way too valuable for the future to try to sneak him back in there for a couple of meaningless games uh, at that point or whatever they would be. They would be. I I, I think things are going to be fairly meaningless for the Rams at that point. Whenever he comes back. And, and Vinny, I'm not a. I'm not a doctor. I mean, I've certainly had my share of injuries in, in my career. Um, but a high ankle sprain is what they said it was, and now he's got surgery for the high ankle sprain. It just it, it hit me as weird, you know, that it's a surgery for high ankle sprain. Either, you know, you normally hear that, oh, he fractured his ankle, fractured his leg, or tore some ligaments here and there. Um, surgery for the high ankle sprain just seemed weird to me, Benny. What about you? Yeah, well, it seems uh, excessive, to say the least, for yeah. a high ankle sprain, uh, as, as you're talking about. So, yeah, um, you know, it, it sounds like maybe there was some sort of ligament damage. I don't think it was a bone thing. I think they would say that it was a broken bone type of a situation. But certainly uh, there, there, there was significant damage, enough where they got to go in there and, and clean it up. And, and then when you start talking about the timelines, and I know everyone says, well, you know, um, it's an easy surgery, or he'll be able to come back. But um, anytime you're talking about going under the knife, uh, I, 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 I don't look at those timelines, those those uh, optimistic timelines. It usually takes a little bit longer than people are going to say. You know, Vinny, the NFL is a league where one year you're down, the next year you could be playing in the conference playoffs. And uh, for the Rams, just one year ago, things looked so bright. And now all of a sudden, you look at them, you go, my God, they've got so many holes to fill. Uh how did it get to that point? Well, um, we've talked about this. Number one, uh, free agency. You know, they, they lose Von Miller. Pretty big piece to what they were doing. Uh, they, they Obviously, Odell Beckham uh, gets hurt, so they, they weren't in a hurry to re-sign him. And now with the way things have gone uh, in their season, it's else that gives him a better opportunity to win uh, when that happens. Andrew Whitworth retired. Uh, they lost Austin Corbett to free agency. Um, so the salary cap is real, um, and you know obviously retirement is a whole other thing. But but maintaining on a year to year basis, the NFL doesn't want that. To be perfectly honest, the NFL wants the parity that they're getting. They want to have everybody have hope and for and and to create situations where you can quickly get things turned around with some good decision making. 
uh, and let everybody have a uh, bite at that apple. So it's not conducive to winning over a long period of time with the way the finances work. So uh, this, you, you could consider this kind of a natural progression of things. I don't think anyone thought it would get to this point this quickly, but between injuries um, and, and some key players that they lost that they simply weren't able to, to replace, and that includes like a guy like Robert Woods. Yeah, I know that they, they brought in Allen Robinson thinking that all problems were solved at wide receiver, but that's the tricky thing at, 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 in free agency as well. Will that player actually fit in what you're trying to do? And as we've seen and historic, historically we see this, that's not always a promise uh, that's kept when you go out into free agency and sign players. In, in fact, you're just as likely to come up with somebody that's not going to help uh, as you are somebody that is going to help. Yeah, uh, no guarantees, Vinny, is absolutely right. And no guarantees that if you fire the coach in the middle of the season and bring a guy off the street, it's going to be an easy win for the Raiders. Vinny, Vinny, let's talk about that elephant in the room. Man, losing that game to the Colts at home to a organization and a team that everybody laughed at during the week I mean, what is – I don't even know what to say about the mood uh, uh, around the Raiders facility in the last couple of days, Vinny. What, you, so you tell us what's it been like. And I know Mark Davis came out with a big bolt of confidence and, you know, I'm okay and McDaniels is okay and all those things. But, man, and then you got Derek Carr at the podium. Uh, I, I mean, what is going on over there at the Silver and Black there? Well, it, uh, it, 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 it pushed the quarterback to tears is what it is. And, uh, you know, and, and, and Derek, and, you know, for, for him, um, I don't think that was just this year, tears flowing for this year. I think it was a combination of everything that he's gone through over the nine years that he's been here. It's been the success, you know, when, when Derek Carr has been here has been really fleeting. Um, in fact, he's, he's dealt with more dysfunction and quarterback or coaching changes and, you know, personnel changes and roster changes um, over his years. And he, more of that than, than, than the winning. Uh, and I think it was kind of a culmination of all those feelings that come spilling out uh, with Derek Carr uh, on Sunday after that loss. So, And I thought, also thought that he was drawing attention to some players that aren't out on the field, i.e. Darren Waller, um, who's, you know, went on the injured reserve list uh, after missing a bunch of time with the hamstring injury. Uh, I think a lot of people here are, are wondering what's up, Darren. Um, you know, uh, it's time to get out on the field. That's not going to happen now for at least three more games uh, because he is on, on injured reserve. But I think that there's some there's some um, frustration in that locker room that Darren hasn't been able to come back out on the field uh, with that injury. So uh, Mark Davis did come out. Um, he came out, you know, uh, uh, with a vote of confidence for Josh McDaniels a couple of weeks ago when I when I reached out to him. That hasn't changed. I think everyone understands that. Um, there was a little bit of fool's gold in, in what the Raiders did last year. Uh, they were 7-1 and one in last possession games. Uh, they, they, their, their kicker set a new NFL um, record for, for game-winning field goals. Uh, was that How sustainable was that? Was there a little bit of, huh, um, you know, maybe they got a little bit lucky last year, and that wasn't really representative of, of what this roster was all about. I know in that building, uh, they understand there's a lot of work that needs to be done on that roster. Now, their core is in place. You know, you've got Derek Carr and Devontae Adams and Darren Waller whenever he gets back and, and Hunter Renfro and Max Crosby and Colton Miller, their left tackle. So there is a good core. they got to do some work 
major work uh, around that core, though, and it's not going to happen overnight. And I know there's frustration. Uh, everybody in the building feels it. Obviously, Raider Nation feels it. But um, as things have gone on under Josh and, and under Dave Ziegler, the new general manager, I think more and more they realize, all right, this roster needs more help than I think we, anyone thought coming into this season. Uh, Vinny, let's talk Chargers. And, uh, you know, they no, no medal for being close. No gold star. They came up short against the 49ers. And now this is this might be their season against Kansas City. I mean, they can't continue to fall much further back in the loss column. And then if you look at the wild card, other teams are going to improve. I think this, this Sunday may be it for the Chargers. Yeah, and um, you know, I just I can't figure the Chargers out. I know they're, they're dealing with injuries, but um, you know, it feels like there's there's enough in place where they shouldn't be losing a game like they lost uh, this, to the San Francisco 49ers. Nothing against the 49ers, but you know, they, they've had their own struggles, and um, that's a game to me that the Chargers have got to win at home against the Niners, a, a, a beatable team ahead of a crucial game, like you say, uh, against the Chiefs. Got to take care of business in those games, and far too often. Uh, the, the, the Chargers slip up. And even if they do beat the Kansas City Chiefs, what are the guarantees that they're going to hold on and, and take care of business the way they should against other teams that they should beat? That's the problem to me with the Chargers. Um, yeah, they'll sneak up and, and win a big game, and maybe they will uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. But what guarantee does that make that they're going to follow through and take care of all the other teams that they should take? Uh, there's just been too many lapses like that where I can't be convinced uh, about the about the uh, about the Chargers, and if they lose, like you said, uh, that really puts them behind the eight ball. Um, so they, they they have to win, but even that to me doesn't guarantee. I got to see it from the Chargers before I can really get behind that. Yeah, no, absolutely. We've been talking about their ups and downs for forever. It seems like with the Chargers, and when when you feel like they got it rolling, and then they take two steps back, man, it's just it's it's a frustrating thing if you're a Charger fan. Um, Vinny, last week. Uh, NFL goes to Germany, and it's a huge hit. I mean, it was English Premier League-like in the stadium. They're singing West Virginia, take me home, country road in the stadium, and everybody's going nuts. Now they're talking about expanding and exploring in Spain and France and all over there. Um, it's a real thing. I know they've been talking about it for years, and even to the point of expansion maybe in, in London. Um but do you see the, the success in Germany accelerating the thought process of really exploring uh, a team or more games in Europe? Yeah, I do. And, um, you know, one of the, one of the uh, problematic things about putting a team in Europe, especially if it's just one team, is the logistics of it. But if you put two teams uh, in Europe, and, and now teams can go out there and, you know, make their swing through Europe when they do that. Um, and it just maybe makes things a little bit easier from a scheduling standpoint uh, that you don't have to go out there and rush right back. Maybe you stay out there uh, for, you know, two weeks um, and, and then come back and maybe come back to your bye week, something along those lines. So I do think that, you know, th this was a eye-opening experience for the NFL. And it's so interesting because, you know, my son, um, I, I can remember about six, seven years ago, all of a sudden out of his mouth, he's, he's naming me all these, world soccer players, you know, and I'm not a big soccer fan. And, and I, I'm like, who are you? What, how do you even know any of these guys? And he told me, dad, remember for Christmas, you got me, um, you know, the, the, uh, the, the football game on, on, on uh, Xbox, or the soccer game on, uh, on, on Xbox. So he's like, he's telling me, dad, that's how I learn about all these guys. That's why I love soccer. 
because I'm playing it every day. And then you, you come to talk to kids in Germany. I was talking about this with Jakob Johnson, uh, a German uh, player um, who's on the Raiders. He's like, guess what? We were playing Madden in Europe. You know, we played our soccer game as well, but that's how we learned about the NFL by playing games on Xbox, the NFL games, Madden. And so you have this, it, the world is so much smaller now where you have these great fans that are being built and understanding of the game as well. You know, when you play Madden, I know it sounds crazy, but you have an understanding of the game. Rodney, I know you've played that, where it's it's not real, but it's pretty realistic for fans when you're calling your plays and seeing yeah. what zone coverage looks like and man coverage looks like and, and also the name familiarity with these players. So all those kids in Europe for a long time now, we're talking about two decades at least, have grown up playing Madden and are big NFL fans as a result, just like our kids have become world soccer fans because they were doing the same thing um, you know, with FIFA. So uh, it's a really interesting dynamic that's working. And, yes, I think that the NFL completely understands that there is a huge – I was talking to Foster Moreau, uh, the Raiders tied out. Now, he was kiddingly saying he wants to go to England and play because his life's goal is to be knighted at some point. He said, you know, kind of tongue-in-cheek. But he was telling me, I would love to go to Europe and be a player. You know, have a whole continent to myself to be able to market myself and, and, and do all of those things. So there's a bunch of players, I think, as well that would love that opportunity to go uh, broaden their horizons playing in Germany or playing in England. So uh, it was a great sight to see. They're going back next year. I think that that's going to be a pretty standard uh, game now in Germany, as it will continue to be in, in, in England. Um, obviously, Mexico is going to continue to get games. So it's growing by leaps and bounds, and that's how you continue to grow. Um, you know, I think we're running out of probably NFL markets in the United States that can sustain uh, a team on a you know continual basis, whereas overseas, you're having, there's markets that are right there for the taking. It's just now a matter of figuring out the logistics of it all. All right, Vinny, great job. Appreciate the time, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right, have a good one, you guys. You too. Folks, pick your poison. Pick your team. Pick your sport. Log on to our Instagram at AM570LA Sports for your chance to win tickets to the UCLA-USC football rivalry game. Chargers, Kansas City Chiefs, Clippers, LA Kings, UCLA-USC basketball. Pick your poison. NFL, NBA, NHL, and NCAA college football and basketball. It's game time on AM570LA Sports. Hogan and Rodney. Rodney Peace. An athlete. Rodney Peace. A father. Rodney Peace. An LA icon. Rodney Peace. And this guy. Red Rogan. Mm. AM570 LA Sports. Season of giving is back in AM570 LA Sports and the Justin Turner Foundation committed to helping our community. Make a donation today. Go to dreamcenter.org slash donate now for details on you and how you can help feed families for Thanksgiving. All proceeds benefit Dream Center LA. Ronnie, Kevin, thank you. Short show for us, two hours today. Rodney, three tomorrow. Talk to you then. Yes, sir. Brother got smoked by a fiend Tryna floss on him Blind to a broken man's dream A hard lesson Court cases keep him guessing Plea bargain ain't an option now So I'm stressing Cost me more to be free Than a life in the pen Making money off of cuss words Writing again Learn how to take a head So I fight with my pen Late night down sunset Like in the sin What's the worst they can do To a player got me lost in hell To live and die in LA On bail My people say Live and die